Welcome to If the Couch Could Talk podcast with your hosts, Cassie and Megan, where we debate over anything from a day without technology to the ethics behind an episode of Criminal Minds. All from the comfort of the couch that has so much tea to spill, yet can never say a word. Hello, and we're back Hello. with another episode of If the Couch Could Talk with... Cassie and, and Megan. Live from where? Our couch, of course. <laughs> We're going home tomorrow for a little bit of a break. So this is our last time sitting on the couch for a while. Yeah, yeah. We're soaking it in. But... I love this. That's exactly <laughs> why we're doing all these podcasts right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we have a good one. We have a good one today. I think so. So we're going to talk a little bit about how we became female entrepreneurs Absolutely. The do's and don'ts, what we learned so far. The barriers to kind of becoming an entrepreneur. Um, And just how easy it is and was for us in two specific things. The the podcast, essentially, Mm -hmm. too. Maybe that's not entrepreneurship, but it was easy enough to start (laughs) and get up. Mm -hmm. Um, And our other little side gig here, if you want to introduce it. Yeah, so I'll start by saying we're both... I think we've told this before. We're both economics majors. And we've had a professor for the past few years that every semester we take his class, he always gives a lecture about how easy it is to start a t-shirt business or right. a business in general. He likes what burrito, shop. burrito shop. I mean, like, let's be real. Megan and I would love to start a burrito shop. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> we'd have to drop out of school, buy, like, good avocados. Like, we don't have the time and energy for that. Maybe we do. Maybe I'm just, like... Mm. stressed with midterms and everything right but the t-shirt idea just seemed a lot more feasible for us yeah and so after what two three years of hearing literally three years of him saying make a t-shirt business make a t-shirt business (laughs) we were like it was like a thursday and we're sitting on the couch couch. wow a lot of good things happened (laughs) from this couch oh yeah but so essentially we were sitting on this couch (laughs) said you know what we are young, we're smart, and we, we have the capability. We have all the capabilities in the world to start a college t-shirt business. However, I don't think that the way we went about it was the best because what we did on the couch that day was make an Instagram for it. Like we didn't even have an idea. We just said, you know what, we're gonna call it Friartown Tees and we're going to just start the Instagram, grow the platform. Mm-hmm. And we had zero followers. I went to Spanish class at 2. Mm-hmm. I came back at 3.45 to the room. I think we had 3.50 by that, like, end of the day. Yeah. It really happened so fast. People just followed it right back. And I think that was the first thing that we underestimated. Oh, was... yeah. We thought it would be hard to grow for sure. Right. And we know social media. So it was a no-brainer. Hey, let's just get on there. We don't have a T-shirt design. So what did we do? What did we do? Well, I think a big part of that is also, I don't know if you guys listen to our FOMO podcast. If not, you should definitely check that out. Yep. But the reason you follow back all those accounts associated with your college is you're like, if they're selling merchandise, I want it. Mm-hmm. So I think we underestimated that. That was the first problem. Like you said, Megan, like we didn't think anybody would want one. Yeah. But everybody followed. Um, so what did we do? Well, we started designing, and we came up with our first design, which was tie-dye, I think. And It was pretty rough, and it we thought it was good. Well, we liked it. Right. For our demographic, for our size. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We kind of were not thinking um, broadband for that. Yep. And then we 
basically got this is the econ and us we got a sample of students diverse enough for yes diverse to give just a generic opinion of the shirt their thoughts if they would buy yes they all said no their feedback was interesting and not what we expected and not what we wanted Mm -hmm. which was discouraging Mm -hmm. because we kind of i think thought we had it we had a great design because the two of us liked it Mm -hmm. but yeah and they didn't like it they didn't like the way it looked they didn't think they would buy it so that was the first kind of roadblock it's like why don't these people like this thing we made yeah and so i think we took that obviously reworked it many times ran it through multiple sample sizes multiple yep we we kind of tested those out and when we settled on one then we really used our, our social media knowledge right. to hype up the shirt before the drop was even before the t-shirt was even revealed to everyone. Right. We had to kind of settle that design privately behind closed doors. And at this point we had no name affiliation with the account. We just yep. kind of said not affiliated with our college, but you know, we're just two kids selling shirts. Mm-hmm. So we kept that all anonymous until way later. And our first kind of few posts were like the images of the shirt, like you said, just kind of, screenshots of what it would look like front back and price pricing point was interesting too that was kind of another discussion we had to have yeah it was something we debated because we knew our demographic we knew who we were selling to we knew who was gonna buy um but we also had to take into account the quality of the shirt, um, the fact that we couldn't put any official logo on it, so mm-hmm. that could have taken away from, um, you know, the value of the shirt as other people saw it. Right, for sure. And I think also it helps being part of the demographic you're selling to in that work college students. And if someone says, Cassie, would you pay $20 for the shirt? No, mm-hmm. I don't have a spare $20 right now for that right. shirt. So I think being um, involved in the sample is essentially super helpful in your willingness to buy. Yeah. And then obviously our economic and financial side was crunching numbers, seeing how our margins were. Essentially we profited. We did profit. Um, We did profit. That's private. (laughs) (laughs) But um, no, we definitely did. We, we priced the shirt at 15. Mm -hmm. Um, and later, I think we did 12. Yeah, we had deals. We had flash sales. But it was essentially surface level. That's a great price for a shirt mm-hmm. with a good design, front and back, images. Um, they've charged 25 30 here for different shirts and sweatshirts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think how low it was, how low we were able to negotiate the production was the key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you say was the biggest learning experience or thing that you really came to realize about yourself or about the process? Well, I think the first 10 minutes of, so the way we dropped it, we, we built our audience up and I think we had the countdown feature on Instagram when we were like one day till you can see the shirt. And I think even before we did that, people slid into our direct messages and they said, my friends and I are so excited. So we had this influx of multiple people saying how excited they were. Mm-hmm. So we sort of thought that was like a guarantee to sell. Yeah. And it wasn't, right. is what we learned. Right. Um, and I think that when we posted the shirt, we got two buys in the first 10 minutes, like I was saying. And then it was slow for mm-hmm. a bit. And I think we were, I don't want to say discouraged, but we were a little bit confused at what the process would entail after that. 
Yeah, that was a big, that first day of sales was a big wake-up call. Because, like, you know, boom, boom, we get sales. Wow, I'm just expecting them to come streaming in. And that was not the case. At all. And so in that moment, we're kind of rethinking everything, really. Saying, what are we doing here? This is maybe way out of out of our league. We shouldn't have even begun this. When in reality... It was not the case. It was just a matter of let's get creative. We know our market. We know our shirt is good. How do we how do we do it? And so we kind of first I we hit the ground running, printing flyers and 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 posters oh, yeah. around we campus. We were walking around the pouring rain. In the pouring rain. So talk about dedication. I know. Um, entrepreneurship really requires you to. It takes a lot out of you. Yeah, you give everything. Uh, and not everything. Well, a lot of things. I mean, it takes a lot to go out in the pouring rain Why in 40-degree that weather That's our fault. at 6 p.m., residence hall by residence hall, to put up flyers about shirts. <laughs> Only for half of them to be removed by RAs anyway. Yeah, yeah. But that alone dedication was that dedication, and we bought into our product. We believed in what we were selling. Because we liked it, and we wore it. When it actually came in and we got to post it on a body I think it was kind of mm -hmm. a nice change to the marketing. But also, what would you say to yourself in that moment where you were like, Cassie, why are we doing this? We have two buys. At first, the ratio was good. It was two buys for 10 minutes. And then it was two buys for two hours, two buys for eight hours, blah, blah, blah. But what would you say to yourself that first day if you could go back and kind of clarify what would happen later? Um, I think, like, we obviously – understood it was a process but we just didn't really know how long and we didn't know look it was our first you know hit we hadn't marketed it any other way we hadn't partnered with any other accounts or people on campus mm -hmm. and so at that point when we did start to see the slow the slow sales we said okay let's think we're two smart people here we got it this far what can we do to push it the extra Extra but I think our professor was the one who actually told us, you know, to partner with Aki Means. But yeah. we partnered with a, another Instagram account um, that has a lot more following than us. Mm -hmm. But they kind of are like the cool account on campus. They post all the fun stuff, keep everyone updated. And we actually gave the people who run the account free shirts because that wasn't a loss essentially to us We when we calculated it out because um, we had planned to sell enough to break even. But we gave them free shirts in order for them to post a graphic that we made, and it, it did well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that was just another, you know, pick-me-up for us that was like, okay, we're in it again. Um, clearly high moments, clearly had some low moments. But, but that's, that's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think also a shock was, like, how easy it was to do. We did it from the couch. We made the account, we designed a shirt, and next thing we knew it was in our hands. And the, the money you lose is made up for if you do it right. Yeah. Um, but I think also, like, making the podcast was so easy, too. Yeah, I think – I know I did this, and I'm sure other people do it, too, is, like, putting up mental barriers for projects that maybe you haven't done or, or things that you really don't know about. Okay, at first glance, starting a T-shirt business from – nothing starting a podcast with your roommate like what why it seemed like oh that's just so how do we do it we don't even know we can't even we don't even know what to talk about where to start what are we going to talk about 
I designed the graphic first. That was my first <laughs> She's the Canva queen over there. I actually had a um, a job application today ask if I have use with Canva. I was oh. like, absolutely for yeah. all my private side businesses. For your too small business. <laughs> I mean, hey, that looks good. It mm -hmm. does. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I was like, where do you start with this kind of stuff? And like, no one we know has done it. Like, I don't know anyone. Actually, my dad said he sold t-shirts and mm. stuff when he was in college that's why my family was supportive of it they're like it's a great idea <laughs> to do write it. a passage yeah. yeah but i mean a write a passage <laughs> we all sell shirts you all just become entrepreneurs and and get that feeling and yeah. we certainly have gotten those feelings and... well because you work hard and it's easy if you work hard yeah yeah definitely easy to do not easy to succeed yep so i would just say if you have that mentality if you're passionate about something why not why not there's I mean, no reason use your resources around you use your professors we did um we're gonna have him on this we, we gotta we're gonna have him, him we're gonna have him on it shout soon. out professor <laughs> um but yeah i mean you can th there are no barriers the only barriers are the ones that you put up for yourself so or that society puts up by being like what embarrassing people are going to fail at selling t-shirts. But you know what? Now my friends are wearing them. Mm -hmm. So look at you. Yep, exactly. You're wearing my t-shirt, buddy. Exactly. So that's our that's our little entrepreneurship story for you. It's quite a tale. <laughs> yeah, but I, I hope you enjoyed. Mm -hmm. We hope you enjoyed and um, catch you on the next episode.